Ho, 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 holy <laughs> shit, it's Saturday. We are rounding the corner of, well, would we be rounding the corner of November or rounding the corner of December? We're rounding home for November. Oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah, we're rounding third coming into home. So yeah, we're, yeah, rounding, we're rounding November coming into December. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah, yeah. just in a blink of an eye. It's here and gone. It is. It's crazy. But uh, yeah. it is Saturday. You're so right. And today is creating remarkable memories. And I love this gift of the day because it's someone my mom and I have been talking about lately. So it's funny that you bring this person up. And love it. yeah, here we go. Damn it, T.S. Eliot. You know me. When I get fixated on something, I tend to go all in. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> you yes <laughs> being totally sarcastic you tend to take the deepest of dives 100 <laughs> percent. yep and recently i've been obsessed with that friggin tsla quote that was cleverly emblazoned upon the walls of the verdi museum in parma that yeah, the one in your video yes exactly the one the one in the video that was uh, on the last a couple of podcasts ago uh so please tell me that it made you think as well I, I just have a feeling it did i had to read it a couple times because it's like yes. that it is a slow read for such a short sentence so can you remind us exactly what it said again yeah so the one on the wall was an excerpt from a longer quote uh which again made me think why why just that portion you know of course you did because it, it, of course it's not that did. much longer yeah there's like just one more sentence to it and someone could have made the guess that maybe it's because they ran out of wall space but then i would counter that with you could have easily just reduced the font size and mm. included the entire quote it wouldn't have taken away from anything but all right i digress but as it was written on the wall i'll just read what was written on the wall and then i'll expand time present and time past are both perhaps present in time future that alone makes my brain itch it's I, it's enough to make your head spin it, it, and if you break it down it just it'll make you crazy for a while yeah. so i strongly suggest you work on just that portion. Yeah, make it digestible and, and get some enlightenment like you will be elevated once you can like truly Ooh, digest yeah. that and it feels so good and it's so beautiful it is and the beauty of that is i think it's open so widely for interpretation that this could be like a lively debate among like five or six people. You And they, they may have all six of them different perspectives mm -hmm. on it. But I'm going to share mine in, in a few minutes, as you could imagine. But let me give you the dessert. So that was, that was like the main course. Here's the remainder of it. And time future contained in time past. If all time is eternally present, all time is unredeemable. Oh, would you allow me one second to nerd out uh, a bit? I cannot wait. Go for it. Yes. Okay. So let me start with something. The way that this was so masterfully written is equally as impressive as the point that he's making. He inserted the term perhaps. Oh. That's genius. Yes. Because perhaps invites possibility. And if he had used like most people do, an infinitive, like making it a statement. Most of us would have gotten lost in debating that because it's a statement. 
Instead, we're drawn in to join him in his wonderment instead of building an argument or proving him right or our mutual agreement or disagreement. Oh, that's so true. It's like he gives you a seat at his table. Yes. I love that. That's even a, that's even better. That's a, uh, you could erase all of what I just said. <laughs> See that instead. <laughs> no, but it helps you understand like drilling down. Yes. It does. It does invite one. Right. Clearly I've thought a lot about this and, and what better to do when hiking a, all the way through Europe, right? Mm. It beats the shit out of listening to lame podcasts. <laughs> After the day burn. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know, it, there's some truth there, and I'm almost embarrassed to admit, I usually listen to our podcast if for no other reason to do quality control. I haven't listened to a damn thing since I hit here. <laughs> so at any rate, if you'll indulge me, I'll connect the dots in how this gem fits into our theme of creating remarkable memories. So, okay, here we go. Time present. Okay. That's right now. Sure. And time passed. All right. A second ago and further beyond mm-hmm. are both perhaps present in time future. Okay. Sure. So the future could be influenced by the now and the past. The decisions we've made. In other made. words. Right. Yeah. And that makes that makes a ton of sense. Okay. So the this is this is how I say it. The, the future could be influenced by the now and the past. Right. In other words. To me anyway, in how I chose to interpret this, the remarkable memories that I've created in the past and are currently curating and sculpting in the now will be looked back upon in the future, forever influencing my present in planning for the future to make a past worth looking back upon. Well said. Kaboom. Well said. Thank you. And you'll probably have to rewind that and look at it or listen to it again. Well, and that's sort of a spoiler alert for the homework. Our homework is pretty darn simple oh, today. Is just please reread this and and take notes. Take the notes that make sense to you, and you can either you can even like draw the charts yes. to what you mean. And it's so yeah. clever. Yeah, it it almost does deserve a Venn diagram. Totally it? does. <laughs> <laughs> but Michelle, remember, there's more. So here was, here was the dessert part. And time future contained in the past. Huh? Time. time future contained in the past. So if you're clever and cunning, your future, and this is, we talk about this all the time, your future is stamped upon your past, knowing that you will be consciously building your future in the present. Yes. In other words, manifesting. And if done properly, your future is in reflection of your present. And it'll soon be the past. So for instance, I will have a series of published books and I will be on more than one TED stage. So therefore, my future has been a major part of my past and is currently in my present at all times. But wait. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm going to go further down this rabbit hole. I might actually reach China with this thing. <laughs> Remember when we believed that as kids? Yes. <laughs> you got four feet into the yes. ground. You're like, I'm almost uh-huh. there. <laughs> totally do. Oh, my God. If all time is eternally present, all time is unredeemable. This is where you should be sitting down for this one. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm fucking nerding out on this like crazy because once I got it, I'm like, oh, shit. 
I'm giddy as fuck over this. You are very giddy. This is so clever. Time being unredeemable means that it's not ours to spend. Boom. We cannot possess it. We are merely passing it. Passing time. We like to think that time is ours to waste, but is it's us who pass through time only wasting ourselves. Look at you, Mike freaking drop. Yep. Wow. And as you know, I have a bouncy brain. <laughs> a bouncy brain. I yeah. like that. <laughs> Sounds like I could take your head and start playing basketball with it too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay, so I take it this is your version of ADD or ADHD and everything that encompasses that and goes around that. Exactly. As you know, I'm, I'm quite outspoken and I, I'm not one to support uh, the burning of any literature, but I'd rather wipe my ass or start a barbecue with the DSM. And for those of you who are not familiar with, it's the diagnostic statistics manual that they use in the world of psychology and psychiatry. And it's not, it's not worth the fucking paper it's printed on. And, and I don't think it's betraying a trust to my good friend Mina, who's up in Finland, uh, she and I recently discussed this alliterative alternative moniker and substitute to the played out label slash diagnosis that the world of psychology and psychiatry use to pigeonhole and stigmatize their ironically. patients, which is yeah, exactly ironically. It, it, and it's a great point their, their patients are then sucked in because now they've labeled them like I can cure you. Well, cure me from what the label I just gave you exactly <laughs> Fucking clever business model. It's a clever business model. So in an act of empathy to the recent, quote, diagnosis, I had to counsel her through the damage her counseling did to her and get her to release the impact of her diagnosis and the dark label now making her feel broken, mm. you know, supposedly only to be fixed by the very person who damaged her in the fucking first place. Right. And that seems like such a conflict of interest. Yeah. How this it, is legal, how, how, the, how right. the world of psychology is legal is beyond me because there's so many opportunities for that conflict of interest to exist. And that's, you know, of course, why I removed myself after years of investing and even getting my degrees in it. I was like, ah, oh, Jesus, I finally woke up. I realized that the whole thing is a sham and it's run by the Misery Loves Company Club. Mm -hmm. Right. So get them to be miserable and, and we'll, we'll suck you in. So anyway, uh, another one of my infamous rabbit hole tangents that only proves my initial point, which was that I have bouncy brain. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, what I was going to say <laughs> is that I came to this realization of what I believe Mr. Elliot, T.S. Elliot, is trying to say on my 956th step between Renasa and Monteroso and Cinquetera. Yes, I count my steps, as no you know, way. as that I walk so sometimes, crazy. and yeah. it's to quiet my brain. It's to quiet the bouncy brain. It's incredibly therapeutic and acts as the ultimate pacifier to the rattling around that does happen in my brain, clearing the way for my deeper thoughts like we just experienced together. Yeah. So are you, are you ready for my finale? Here we I'm are. I'm totally ready. Drum roll. Today, in the present, I channeled my future knowing I'll be lecturing on this topic and it may be a story I use on a TED stage someday to reflect upon my past knowing that I can't redeem time but merely strive not to waste myself in an attempt to educate and warn all of our faithful listeners to be deliberate in creating remarkable memories on this day dedicated to creating remarkable memories. Because in our future, all we have left 
is our past, which you are now forging in your present with your future in mind. Damn. And like I said, wow. Damn it, T.S. Eliot. What the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> and here's 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 a kind of a sad commentary on this. How many hundreds of thousands, not just hundreds or thousands, hundreds of thousands of people have walked through that square, casually read that, and didn't fucking think about it once. Not once. Not even, probably didn't even read through it entirely because it didn't make sense in a sentence form. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. I, I'm sorry to drop this again, but I think this is my favorite uh, gift of the day. Oh, thank you. I, this, this one was, this was a long time coming. Of, of all the ones that I've written, this one took the longest because it took, it took me, number one, a long time to decipher it and then to, to put some of my spin on it. And then I realized that T.S. Eliot's quote and our movement, Michelle, are hand in hand. Mm-hmm. We're totally aligned. Because what do we talk about all the time? Exactly. Creating remarkable memories. How do you do that? It's so because, true. And, and why? Because you want that in your future. So now you're creating your future by living in your now, but you're also making sure that your now is great so that in your future you have a great past. Kaboom. That's what T.S. is saying. Exactly. And I feel like after almost two years of daily podcasts, like we're ready for this. And I hope we all understand and take heart to this. And I I was serious about the homework to reread this and make sure you understand what is being said, what is being told to us, because that's almost that's the secret to living yeah well and i think i want to offer another bit of solid advice and i think that it'll help i don't think that most people can can digest this while they're trying to drive a car while they're trying to do something else i liked i i I really loved I, i don't use that word very often i loved the fact michelle that when i handed off my chapters to you and i said you know what do you think you said well i'm at work I'm not going to read them at work. I want to take them home. You were coveting them. Mm-hmm. You were giving them the the proper environment to absorb them in. Similar to this, we owe it to T.S. Eliot, and you owe it to yourselves if you really want to extrapolate something mm-hmm. from this meaningful cocoon with it. And that's why I suggested the writing down, the Venn diagram, whatever yes. it takes to force yourself not to be doing something else. I, 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 I agree with you 100%. Like, you really need to wrap yourself in this. Yeah, agreed. <sighs> oh, yeah, deep breath, right? Ugh, this was yeah. a, this was a, whew. But yeah, I'll good. tell you what, I am ready to get out there and fly that kite. Yaw, Koki. 